This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Diana Ratliff. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. I want to thank 777 Sounds for making that kick-ass introduction song. You can find them on Instagram at 777sounds. You guys... Happy Sunday. It is the last Lord's Day that we are going to have in the month of January of 2022. Hoorah. I smoked entirely too much weed before we started this. So this is my like third or fourth time recording this. (laughs) What's up, uh, my stoner witch coven? How is everybody doing? What is going on? I hope that this month has been fabulous. I feel like I've been slaying goals over here. Um, The community has been growing. You guys have been getting merch. It's been fucking epic. I'm so excited. I think that the biggest community right now is probably TikTok only because I put so much like time and attention into TikTok and I've really figured out their algorithms. So if you're not following me there, it is Gemini underscore goddess 420. And then for more podcast related things, you are going to want to follow my Instagram, which is Gemini underscore goddess 420. And we do have the Facebook page, which is Coven of Rejects. But you guys, like, let's be honest. I feel like Facebook is dwindling away for me, at least like I have the page there. I want everybody in there. When new episodes drop, it shows there. I love that everybody, you know, is in there. And when I get pictures of you guys in merch, I shout you out all over the stories and I post you in there. So it's cool for that. But as far as like keeping up on content and like just things that are going on and decorating the podcast room and things like that, you're going to want to be on TikTok and Instagram And Instagram too, you guys, like if you have questions for me about the podcast or anything, please message me on Instagram. It's difficult on TikTok because we have to be friends, but on Instagram, we do not. And I answer every single person back always. Like I, I make sure that I answer every single person back and, um, I just try to have that dialogue open. So anyways, Follow me on those platforms. And then speaking of the Facebook page not being popping, I feel like the monthly giveaways are not going the according to plan because I am just not religiously on Facebook. So we are going to move our giveaway over to TikTok. So here's what you guys are going to do, all right? You guys know that I'm doing my coffee and music in the morning. So I'm like half asleep, have music on, to have my coffee, do like a little like dance, whatever with you guys in the morning, a little lip sync with a filter on because uh huh, I do not look good in the mornings. And so what you guys are going to do to get an entry is you're going to duet that video. I'm going to start having duets on. You either are going to have the Coven of Rejects merch cup, any of the mugs that you want, or a piece of Coven of Rejects merch on. Every time that you duet one of those videos in the morning, you get an entry into the giveaway. At the end of the month, I'm going to put everybody's name into um, a spinning wheel. I'll make a video for you guys every month and we'll pick the winner and the winner's going to get witchy items. I don't know if this is how we're always going to keep the giveaway, if we're going to do it this way, but I know that Facebook is not working for me. I have collected a bunch of witchy items that I want to be able to send in the giveaway. So here we are doing that. (laughs) This week's guest is Miley. And what's really cool about this episode is this is the first time that we did a question and answer. So I had posted on Instagram. And again, this is why it's great to follow the Instagram platform. 
I posted on Instagram and I said, what questions do you guys have about witchcraft or spirituality that you would like discussed on the podcast this week? So I got a couple of questions and Miley and I went over those things. I do want to tell you guys that just, man, these audio things are like driving me nuts. And I think that this week it was a poor connection on my end to Wi-Fi. We just moved into this new space. I'm in this new room. I don't think that I had my Wi-Fi router close enough. So there are some spots on this uh, recording where there's going to be like little skips or um, where she's not talking, where it's like cut out. I am just really sorry in advance. Uh, I do all of this by myself and I am learning. And anyways, um, I need to figure out my Wi-Fi here at this new place. Maybe I need to go on a plan where I have faster Wi-Fi because what was happening was my husband was playing video games while I was doing this interview and I was like, hey, I don't know how this is going to work for the Wi-Fi. But when she and I were talking, I heard everything completely clear. We didn't have any issues. There was no problem. But then afterwards, as I'm listening, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's gaps when she's talking. Like it literally feels like we lost signal. So please have some patience with me. Bear with me as we get better and we get bigger. I will get better equipment and I will not share my fucking Wi-Fi. But for now, guys, <laughs> this is where we're at. Um, yeah, so without further ado, we have got Miss Miley. Well, hey, girl. Welcome to the Coven of Rejects podcast. Thank you for joining me. Oh, no, thank you for inviting me on. You are so welcome. I had to have you on. I feel like the second that we started talking, I just feel like we had this sisterhood and... I told you the other day, but we literally started talking at like one of the most difficult times for me with having to do this move and just like being so sick. And I don't know, you were just like, you posted videos for me. You shouted me out. I just, I appreciate you so much, man. I've been there too, hun. So I was like, oh my gosh, like it sounded like you were going, I could, well, I can't imagine exactly how you were feeling in that moment. So I just wanted to do my part and, you know, uplift you as much as I possibly can. I love it. I love that energy. Um, I'm super grateful for you. And I'm I'm actually really excited to learn more about you today because um, I feel like we haven't dived into like the nitty gritty of spirituality. We dive into the nitty gritty of both having chronic health issues, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're like, how was your doctor's appointment today? Did you already finish it? I just got out of mine and I'm like, we are twins, right? <laughs> okay, so walk me through what your childhood was like. I want to know, um, I know that we've talked about it slightly, but nobody else is going to know. So walk me through your upbringing. Were you raised in spirituality the way that you are now? What was your experience? Actually, and here's the funniest thing ever. Uh, my mother actually tried keeping everybody away from paganism until we were about in high school. So when a kid, we were actually kind of bouncing along the Catholic faith. Uh, we started in the Catholic faith. My stepdad came into our lives and, <laughs> you know, he's he's from Tuaca, Mexico. It's uh, in Mexico and uh, he grew up heavily Catholic. So that's all he knew. And he had a very set like, hey, we're not doing anything outside of being Catholics. But then, hey, jokes on us. We were kicked out of the Catholic by the way, don't recommend bringing a crying baby in there. They give you dirty looks and throw you out. Why did um, is that? Why you got kicked out was because the baby was crying. <laughs> yes, my little brother was born, and she, my mom, could not get him to stop a pacifier, a bottle, and they asked us to leave and not to return. So <gasps> the acting experience. Um, but then when we went from California uh, to we actually started, you know, going into Christianity, doing Methodist, Baptist, and growing up, always drawn to nature. I always wanted to go out into the woods, you know, potions and the creeks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I would always get in trouble for doing stuff like that. And understand why, like, hey, I'm playing in the mud. It's better than being in front of the TV. 
why am I getting grounded over this? Turns out after, uh, I think it was my junior year in high school, I had found out that I have a very quote unquote scary history in our family when it comes to paganism on my mother's side she says black witches they did the darker side of magic um one of them was even a black widow she you know would kill multiple husbands and dip with a new identity so i like her already right divorce all wrong i was too cordial about this i need to take notes you know step up my game It's in my DNA to kill you motherfuckers off. Right. <laughs> just, you know, just for legal purposes, that is 100% a joke. The divorce was, was already finalized. Here. Right. <laughs> I didn't witness shit. Right. I, I wasn't there. I was in a whole different state officer. Um, but <laughs> she had opened up to me about that. I actually was exploring multiple different avenues of religions. I wanted to get a better understanding because growing up with a stepdad who was very heavy into the Catholic, I heard everything was, you know, if you do this, you're damned, you're going to hell, you're an evil person. And I wanted to get that better understanding for myself any judgment. So joined a few satanic rituals. I got to know Satanists. You know, I explored my options to get a mindset of, hey, what do these people believe in? What are they practicing? Are they, quote unquote, this evil person? Been told my whole life. And I've found a new respect in high school for people of different religions. And, you know, the Christian Catholic faith really does contort a lot of it. And trying to find a middle ground. But first of all, they are amazing people. The worshippers, I mean, if anything, they have high moralities of being a human. I mean, they want people. It's that simple. If you can't do that, then they have no respect for you. You don't align with them. Hey, have a good day. Move on. Uh, but that's kind of when I was like, okay, so out of everything, I'm going to start my journey into paganism. And I wanted to get that understanding of all the different spiritualities and practice before delving into paganism, only because I, I wanted to blend, uh, blend the different practices. I come from uh, different lineages, uh, ethnicities with my grandfather being from Rotuma Island, he was known as the witch doctor on the islands. I've heard many stories of doing chantings and stuff like this. So I wanted to blend, you know, heal, understand their beliefs along with, you know, okay, cool. I got roots in Ireland from the widow ancestor who killed, I don't know how many husbands. I want to understand the Irish magic, the Scottish magic. I want to understand all of it. What did they believe in? How can I tie this in? Uh, Essentially, ancestral magic, Um, but just with a little bit of twist because I find balance to where they all work together. I had to understand what I was blending before I could make them mesh be smooth work together and not have any serious repercussions if I do something wrong you know you're the only person that I've heard so I'm very much the same as you where um, I have to understand all my different options before I'm going to choose one thing I want to understand like I just want to understand everything and what like I said what all the options are Um, And I think that it's so beautiful that you didn't put yourself in a box or say, no, I have to do this because I'm trying to learn and this is what other people are doing. And just the individuality of it, I just want to point out is absolutely beautiful. And I think that it is one of the many things that sets you apart from so many other people, but makes you so approachable and and have this inviting, warm energy about you. And I think it's because you can resonate with so many different people and the way that they practice and provide a home for them. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. As a as a spiritual leader, that's something that we want to be able to provide for everybody. Um, I'm, you know, I have nothing against Christians. If I have a 
a quote unquote baby witch, this, you know, new age term, uh, come up to me and say, you know, hey, they still believe in the Christian God, but they want to practice witchcraft. I, I'd never want to judge someone for their beliefs. I want to uplift them and provide as much resources because they have that right. It's their life. It's their path and their journey. Who is anybody to stand in their way and say, nah, go, go a different way. Nope. I'm not here for that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And there are like actual Christian witches who are Christian, who practice witchcraft as well and believe that Jesus practiced witchcraft. Literally, I believe that Jesus practiced witchcraft. Um, I don't have a problem with Christianity. I have a problem with, and I don't know if you get this also because you have a TikTok following, but I get just very religious people. And it's always like troll accounts where they have like 85 followers, right? But they'll comment things, um, you know, like you guys are possessed by the devil to do this. God loves you, things like that. That's what I end up having a problem with. Not Christians themselves, but the Christians or organized religion-based people who have the audacity to go onto other people's pages and shame them for their practices. No, I, I definitely have dealt with that, um, especially with running the organization I run. So I'm not phased by the internet trolls. I'm not even going to lie. They got nothing on what I've had to deal with in uh, real life, in person. Uh, so when it comes to us celebrating solstices, getting gatherings made, a lot of the times, if it's nice outside, we want to host outside. I'll rent out space at a park. Yes, it's public. But me and the leadership are very well understanding of, hey, if people come up, here's the proper safety protocols to protect our members during, you know, this gathering we're having. Multiple people approach me, say, you know, very discouraging things. Um, a lot of them, I just kind of humor them. I'm not in a negative demeanor. I don't, you know, feed into this negative energy they have or the hatred they possess. I just kind of in a I would say slightly comical way um for example it was belting and we had this old guy come up and he was just sitting at the park and he was watching us and you know it was potluck kind of helped himself to some food I wasn't gonna say anything he just hey old man you hungry there's some burgers and he uh found me and pulled me aside and he was like uh what you people doing are you what they call them witches <laughs> Mind you, I live in Kansas. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, sir, you could call us witches, pagans, heathens, people, you know, hey, whatever <laughs> suits your fancy today. And he was like, so is it true you guys fly around on your broomsticks and go cursing people? I was like, ah, we only fly, you know, on a full moon and it really depends on our mood if we're going to curse. Just stick around and find out if you want that answer. And he started laughing and he was like, you're a witty one. I'll give you that one. He, he was watching the whole gathering and be intrigued. And we had a ritual and the maypole. He stepped me aside again. It was like, you know, explain this. I, I'm not understanding. You said you're witches, but what did I just see? This is like some, some hippie shit going on. <laughs> And I'm like, well, we run off the basis of nature, sir. I, I mean, Hollywood has contorted paganism to be evil or look evil. Anytime you see witches on the TV screen, it's we don't have a good vision or visual attached to this, you know, history. People are scared of things they do not fear. And that's one thing. Uh, especially as doing this spiritual leading, running a coven and all that. I want to not only do that clarification to people outside, but in the practice as well. There's people who are uh, on different branches of paganism, which is why we see a lot of gatekeeping on TikTok. Um, but because they don't understand it, they to be feared. That's, it's hypocritical because that's exactly what the Christians do to us, the Catholics, the people who do not understand paganism. We're not taking the time. I don't want you to be scared of this because you don't know. I want you to know so you could be like, oh, like that old man. Hey, you're kind of witty. What is this hippie shit? Please elaborate. I'm intrigued. Yeah, and I love that your response, first of all, he ate your food, so it was nice of him <laughs> to sit there and at least watch what you guys were doing that made you have, you know, come together and have food. 
but also, um, I love the, the energy at which you were like, haha, you're kind of making fun of us. So I'm going to poke fun back and that he loved that. Oh yeah. Old people, when it comes to, uh, trying to explain paganism to them, you don't want to go about it in a aggressive manner to them. It it feels like a direct attack where I was raised and the generation I'm growing up in, I feel very have that open mindset. Granted, uh, my stepdad's kind of different story because do things different in Mexico. Um, but they didn't yeah, they have do. that chance. So taking that into consideration a chance to lighten up and then engage in that conversation, I've noticed does a lot better than going what are you talking about we're not evil. Devil worshippers, blah, blah blah. No, that you're aggressing the situation, and attacking. he's just going to respond back in aggression. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you believe that everybody who this is okay? So I told you that we were going to be doing like um, that. I was going to let people ask questions, and we would answer. And we've never done that before. So I have a question that kind of goes into what you're saying. So somebody asked me if you have to be pagan and practice pagan holidays in order to consider yourself a witch. Um, my answer is no. What do you say? Oh, pagan to be considered a witch. I mean, we witchcraft is under an umbrella on its own. Not all pagans practice witchcraft. It's a personal choice. It's a personal preference. A lot of people view witchcraft as a way of healing, coping, and elevating themselves. You could do it in a God. You don't have to be pagan. I mean, you could do it just this before i want to try it out i kind of like it i think i'm gonna be a witch i'm atheist i don't believe in anything you don't have that stigma of being a pagan in order to be a witch and that's one thing i have noticed that question pops up a lot nowadays you don't it's just i don't i don't know um sorry my yeah kind of killing me no that's okay i I love that answer. Um, so I don't really talk about my personal practice very much um, because I like to be, I call myself like the middleman. I want to believe the way that I believe and practice the way that I do um, and have that be my own. But I want to be a bridge where I connect people, where I connect people to the people that they need. For instance, if I have somebody that comes to me and they're like, hey, you know, I've got all these different spiritualities that I've researched and I'm trying to figure out what works for me, then I can refer them to you and be like, Oh, this would be the perfect person for you to follow and start learning from. I want to be that man. Um, I was live the other day and, um, somebody asked me, Oh, what are you doing for, um, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? And I'd never heard of it before. And they're like, it's a pagan holiday. And I was like, Oh, well, I don't, practice all pagan holidays. And I actually don't know about that one. And she sent me a message later on, on my Instagram and was like, I don't understand. How can you be a witch and not practice every pagan holiday? Mm-hmm. And, um, today when I, when I put the questions up of, you know, what kinds of things are you like asked? She asked that question and asked if we could elaborate on it. And I find for me, Um, that, like I said, I'm very much like you, where I pulled a lot of things from different spiritualities. And um, there are certain things that I connect with. And there are certain things that I don't connect with. And um, not every pagan holiday I've found a connection to. And I used to be really hard on myself for that. And for just some other things that, you know, practices that I, I would see. And I'm like, but that, that doesn't resonate with my soul. And I thought that something was wrong with me. And I, I find it so disheartening that we still have people out here who, and we call it gatekeeping, but who just don't embrace people who have questions and don't help them answer it. And I feel like it makes a really lonely world for people and, and makes new practicers feel like, 
they're not belonging or they're doing something wrong or that they can't embrace certain parts of the craft and not others. And like, I just want people listening to know you like, this is all whatever fits you individually. And just because you see people shaming other people online or teaching things a certain way doesn't mean that that's the way that it has to be. And I really want people to get that out of your episode because I think that it's such an important message that isn't shared enough. And it's something amazing about what you offer with your coven and just with your just whole personality and friendship in general is all I'll teach you these things. I'll answer questions, but you don't have to do it this way. And I just, I love that. Right. No. Um, so kind of going back to when you said like the pagan holidays is, uh, one thing. And if the person who asked the question is, you know, listening, uh, one thing to definitely look at so paganism is an umbrella term there are mm-hmm. so many subcategories that fall underneath it and each one of them have their own celebrating their own solstice or you know celebrations norse pagans they have their they don't celebrate the regular solstices that you know celtic pagans kind of do and i'm gonna say celtic because lamont uh, or lucas now um, embolic, Yule, those those kind of all fall in with Celtic holiday. Your little lisp when I say that, everyone says I says it incorrectly, but <laughs> I can't correct that, so I apologize. They don't follow those holidays, and it was really interesting to learn more, like especially about the Norse paganism. I actually have a Norse pagan elder in my coven, so he kind of directs me on. Um, gatherings that are friendly towards Norse pagans like you know he sits there he advises me he teaches beauty of paganism you are always learning something's different uh you could read it in books to apply it person in front of you with your hands it's just you get that moment of oh my god I read but my brain just kind of disappeared there's all these people here what is going on and he he's like you know we we don't celebrate this instead this is how we do this and he'll walk me through he explains again holiday granted it's norse pagan so a lot of people misconstrue with oh man it still has the word pagan in it so they have to celebrate you know sawin they celebrate all this stuff right wrong they have a whole different system you know at Norse pagans, their celebrations, they party too hard. Like my 65 year old heart over here can't even keep up with that. I'm not going to lie. I'll stick with my PG 13 holidays. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. I'm all about a good party. I actually want to have, um, there's a, there's a woman that I follow on TikTok, and I can't think of her name right now. Um, but she is also a Norse pagan um, practicer. And some of the stuff that she posts, I'm just like, that resonates with my soul on such a deep level. And I've never seen it before. And I, I get moments like that on her page all the time where I'm like, that just feels like something that I feel like I just feel so familiar and I've never done it before. And it's something that um, I want to have her on the podcast because I just – want her to explain her craft and like delve in a little bit. Um, okay. So let's get back to you. So we, we grew up with, um, having these different religions. And, um, so when did you start, uh, kind of piecing everything together and, and starting to practice how you practice now? And if you have specific gifts, like we have psychic mediums come on and, you know, readers and things like that, how did you start like honing in on those gifts as well? Oh man, that gift, wild story about that, but, um, I'll answer your first question first. Uh, so I kind of started practicing how I, you know, currently am practicing almost directly out of high school and uh, more after when my daughter was born uh, there was a lot of things that kind of pushed me in the general direction and I needed 
uh, before I was able to practice. So, and I'm open about this, it's a little bit of background about me, but it does explain how I practice and the path that I go down. So uh, a lot of people experience very traumatic past and childhood, and I am a sexual assault survivor. My first boyfriend had uh, taken advantage of me for, you know, three years of my high school years, uh, freshman through sophomore year. And then my senior year, I had gotten with my daughter's biological dad and very abusive, uh, kept trying to, quote unquote, unalive me on multiple accounts. Uh, So, you know, me and his daughter wouldn't make it and she wasn't born at the time. But there was just a lot of tragedy and a lot of anger. And I was, why is all this happening back to back? Why am I not getting a break? I am, I'm broken. I have nothing left. My mind's in chaos. And I started feeling like it was a test. Weird, eerie feeling. And I'm like, this, this has to be, this is a test. This is a test. I don't know why, what's going on, but this is testing my strength right now. For what? I'm not sure. But the universe has a funny way of putting you through things. Applied those skills you have acquired in the future, which has made me become the leader I am today. Trauma of pain. I've helped multiple people heal from theirs. I've helped them start anew, start their journey and take control back. Well, when I was, you know, kind of questioning, like, what's all this happening to me? I started having these dreams, these signs. This dream I could like explain to anybody that the vividness of this is still embedded into my memory. So in this dream, I'm at the bottom of a grassy hill and this bunch of woods around me. And at the top of this tree, I don't remember what kind of tree it was. I can't get that image uh, to kind of clear up. And I see this crow on this top of this hill by the tree. And I'm walking up the hill and I see uh, close to like my left peripheral, there's a door and like on the side of the hill. So I walk up over the hill and the crow flies away and I'm standing by this tree and I'm looking at the side of this hill and there's dead bodies everywhere. There's dead bodies, there's fog kind of like softly covering everything and I hear a woman's voice it's just begun and I look and there's this woman standing by a tree the crow's on her shoulder her hood's up so I didn't get a look at her face but as soon as I looked at her I would always wake up from this dream this dream kept happening it was repetitive this has to be a sign I need to follow my instincts my intuition I'm being put here for a reason. I need to investigate all this research. And I'm noticing anytime I was going out of the house to go on walks or, you know, my little car rides, I would always see crows and ravens. And anytime I saw a raven, some good stuff would happen throughout my days. But the second I saw a crow, something tragic would happen. Adding those, you know, core, those signs together, notating everything, doing as much research. And I came across talks about a dark goddess. And I'm like, for some odd reason, I was just drawn to it, you know, got a few of these dark goddesses books, and I'm reading it. And one of them, uh, my, my heart dropped to my stomach, I'm reading the exact description of the dream in this book. And I believe it's uh, the specific book, and spellcraft of the dark goddess it describes that dream that dream i've had for many nights and then bath bath the morgan and i'm doing research i'm looking into her warrior who fights and guides others to live to take control and that set my path i had to go through all of the trauma all of the tragedy earlier years so I could now look at this moment and say this is where I'm meant to be I am meant to go down this so I can help others because this is where she's leading me I've met so many people um, who have suffered tragic losses a mother who's lost her 13 year old daughter I have met people who've couldn't get out of out of an abusive household just these scary situations and they felt like they had no strength It's something I felt like 
I needed to be there for them. It was no longer about my pain, the stuff that I went through in the past. All of that was lessons for me to utilize to guide them, help them heal. It's a sacrifice that, yeah, I have to make. I had to do all this, but the reward, I've seen so many people, you know, grow. They've elevated spiritually, mentally, and physically. They're moving forward and they're starting to be the people they are wanting to be and their path on the craft. They're finding and soulless with their life. That gave me so many chills. My nipples are hard. <laughs> um. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, I need mugwort for this. You were talking and I was like, shit, it's brisk in here. Um, okay. I'm going to take a deep breath because you made me tear up. Um, no, first of all, um, I, I tell you all the time when we like text and we talk, but there's just so many parallels between things that you say sometimes and just my own life. And I think that's like what the beautiful thing about sisterhood in general is and all of us, you know, being connected. Um, and I don't practice with the deity the way that you do um, with the Morgan. Um, but you had said the other day, um, you actually didn't know one of the things that I was really struggling with that day um, when I was really going through it. But you had said like, You've gone through all of these things to be the person that you are now and to give a voice. And, you know, just I'm not going to say everything that you said, because it's basically what you just said. And it was also a personal conversation between the two of us. Um, but I I just think that you found that for yourself. And just like you're, you know, you're like, it, it, it takes me out of myself. And now I'm doing this for other people. And just on a firsthand basis, that is true. You do do that. That is true. And you remind people of their strengths because of what I am also sexual violence survivor um, since I was a little kid and um, again in high school and have been through abusive relationships and just um, just some of the things that you said is what made me tear up and just hearing the lessons that you've learned out of it being the same lessons that I've learned out of it um, might be why my nipples are hard. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Bonding. Nipples. Up. Yes. <laughs> this is a solid friendship. We're on a good start. We have the same traumas. Hard nippies. Yes. <laughs> Someone, someone's listening to this being like, my spirit animals. And another person's listening to this and being like, why the fuck do I listen to this shit every week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. If you know, you know. Okay. Yep. So you find out about, and I'm really intrigued about this. Um, here's why. So when it comes to deities, the reason that I don't practice with one isn't because I don't feel calling to it or because I don't feel a connection. Um, for me, it's because I have always been told, and I haven't researched it further because it frightens me, to be quite honest. I've always been told that deities, the Morrigan very specifically, has um, specific expectations and requirements and is spiteful if you don't do things her way. And... That makes me nervous because I am such a like freelance practicer, if you will. Um, and I, I get so nervous about, well, if I'm going to practice with a deity, do I have to do everything like this specific way? And what happens if like that doesn't align with me in some way? So would you tell me your experience on that? Yeah. So um, I have discovered uh, just from when I was going through and to become a high priestess, uh, I was training under my old high priestess, high priestess Piper. Uh, that woman was a massive mystery, dear Lord, anybody who crosses her path. Uh, <laughs> but she eyes to expectations versus reality when it comes to deity work. So I have read that, you know, Bav, the Morgan, um, very spiteful. 
when she doesn't get her way or you don't do back. But that is not 100% the case. You go through this thing called the hunt, and I call it the hunt. I picked this up from a high priestess pack. Hunt is essentially when a deity is kind of playing a game of clue with you. The signs of the crows and ravens, everything I was experiencing, all these hints, it's the hunt. They are the hunter, you are the prey, figure out the hunter before, you know, it's too late type ordeal, but it's never too late. Make them wait too long, but not in an aggressive manner. Uh, I digress, sorry. <laughs> Example with Bav, oh yeah, no, there's been times um, I would get cues on, hey, you need to do this, and if I ignore her, if I slack off, you know, she mildly inconveniences me enough to annoy the living hell out of me, yes, but she had chosen me previously before I knew that, you know, she was my deity. I, she had already first uh, trauma that I had, the tragedies that I've gone through, the assaults, all that. She was already there. She was, and as silly as this sounds, she was preparing me for what path she was going to put me on, my job in her eyes. I had to go through all that. I went through my test. I came out. I've proven myself to Bav. She is a warrior goddess. She She's the embedment of strength, womanhood, love, just carrying this. And it, it sounds silly. It's, oh God, it sounds silly saying Bav and carrying in the same sentence. But um, it, it, she really does. Through pain and trauma, there's there's always that sense of hope i guess um and every dark tunnel there's the light it's essentially that i'm gonna help someone find how to go through the dark times so that i can help someone travel through their dark times she put me through the test she yeah she wants to get spiteful over small things she could go ahead but i have nothing more to prove to her i've already done everything that she's guided me to do now it's just carrying out her work and protecting practitioners helping people heal and elevate moving forward and that's what she's about uh any specifically on bav i know morgan are one and the same but the different it's like that hikate is the same as the morgan you know there's different background stories that tie within these deities the lessons that tie with these specific deities if you look at your past and then look at the deity that you might be drawn to you don't have to be like i'm working with the deity but if for some odd reason this one deity is in your thoughts you are drawn to this deity you see this deity pop up a lot hey why is hades popping up on my for you page why why am i so attracted to the greek mythology why is this drawing what does that deity mean to you what is the morality, the lesson that that deity has that you can resonate with? The deities, from what High Priestess Piper told me, yes, they are a higher being, a higher that is there to help us elevate into the spiritual realm. But it's not only that, it's where we ourselves in this physical realm. Where, where do you resonate with this deity? It's not about spitefulness. It's not all the time do you have to leave offerings. People might come after me for that, but you no, know, you don't. Not all the time do you have to leave offerings. You're not going to get punished if you don't help. Once in a blue moon, I make sure I give her an apple and a wine and say, cheers, Bav. Don't fuck the moon type <laughs> ordeal, right? Not all the time. Does, there's no strict laws rules on how to do deity work just like no strict laws or rules with beauty of it and i will keep preaching this until the day i die what differs us from other religions is we don't have a book we don't have a book with chapters telling us step by step how to figure we write our own books, our book of shadows, our grimoires, our journals. We write our paths. It's just, where do you want your path to go? Are you still needing to heal and move, you know, forward to, okay, I want to have a blessed life, good family, good job. But I, hey, I want to, a lot of people have asked me this. How do I start my own community? Well, 
make sure you have all the moralities and values as a spiritual leader, your own personal vendettas, and you have to be able to face that. You have to be able to look in the mirror and be like, you know what, this person's going to bleed. I know it's fucking blue, but you know what, I'm going to set it aside and say, yeah, you're damn right, it's purple today. You know, so so much goes in with deity work. It's just, ah, so much, so much. Yeah. And that's why it's beautiful for people to have somebody to, or multiple people to follow, to look up to, to learn from. Um, and why I feel like you don't have to put yourself on a schedule or put yourself down and be like, I don't understand that. Um, I'm very interested in deity work. I, just resonate with the things that you're saying as we're talking and the way that you're explaining things and the way that I'm taking it is that the practice is with the deity and what is expected and the outcome of it and the energy you get from it and the lessons you get from it are going to be individually based per person and the experience that they've been through is going to be based per person and the offerings and the whatever is going to be per person And that gives me a little bit more comfort too of, you know, somebody else's experience could be a misunderstanding or it could be that they still had to prove themselves in certain ways. Would you say that that's correct? One thing that I feel um, is more factual when it comes to deity work, preface, I'm not discounting the existence of deities. I worship a deity, Um, but that was explained to me by high priestess piper uh when i was going under or through my apprenticeship underneath her um just so that it could give a better perspective for people who are worried about deity work and worried about starting their a lot of people start their spiritual journey they have to start somewhere whether it's healing hey why am i drawn over here all this stuff ties in with the beginning of their journey to find comfort with doing work such as that is something that will help Uh, Give them a stepping stone to further succeed in their journey and make them feel confident that they got this and they can accomplish what they're putting their mind to. I love that. What would your advice be for somebody who, um, this is a good question. Okay. Uh, What is your advice for somebody who is in a very organized religious based family and um, wants to stop hiding that they practice spirituality in a different way. Would you have advice for them? I would. um, I would have to say it does depend on the situation on that. I would need to know a little bit more. Um, I've come across some minors who have reached out to me explaining their situation, how they're closeted uh, witches or practicing pagans, and they live in a very religious house. They don't know how to go about it. And I have me as a spiritual leader. Uh, I have to take every And the one thing we leaders hate doing or hate having to say, and it's not because we want to, but if a situation can possibly be dangerous for said individual to come out, it um, to face abuse, it could cost them a place to stay. You much have to be put in that position to be like, look, we will help you as much as you can uh, in the closet, quote unquote, in the closet. Uh, we'll give you all the resources. If here's our email, we will, you know, send you as much material. We will help you along your way. And then once you're 18 and you're ready to go, hey, I'm a witch. Bye then you have that ability because you're not going to be living in a potentially dangerous situation. So it, it, to give a thorough answer to, are we talking about a minor? Good question. I don't know the answer to those questions, but <laughs> as you were speaking, I just imagine this person like turning 18 and being like, fuck you, mom, I'm going to go worship Satan. Peace out. <laughs> oh my God. That's going to be my child. Just in spite of it now. Oh my gosh. Deuces. Um, also, I think that there are, so I agree with everything that you said. Um, I also think that there are ways to express yourself in ways that make you 
feel like you're not being closeted without giving people all kinds of information that isn't really their business. Then, like, plenty of ways to kind of express, especially if you're a practicing witch or someone who's spiritual, nonetheless, um, to kind of express that without it being obvious and putting someone in an uncomfortable or dangerous position. or have recommended to a few people who kind of explain their situations to me. It's, you know, simple, easy, essential oils, you know, drawing sigils on your skin with the essential oils. It's not something they could physically see, you know, essential oils have a lot of healing and magical properties to them. The sigil itself. I mean, not a lot of people who are outside of this spiritual realm understand veiling. Cool. You got a handkerchief on your head fashion no they don't know which is the beauty of it because hey you could veil but you would and it still keeps you close to your practice to your beliefs and your spirituality wear the uh, pentacle you could draw sigils um, you could veil there's like a number of things you are able to do and still kind of have that connection without leaving the realm and having to face you know i gotta explain this i gotta hope they don't you know hate me they don't verbally abuse me yeah a hundred percent and also like i i i feel like maybe people want their whole families to know because they want the validation of not feeling like they're a secret or like the way they want to just be acknowledged that the way that they're practicing is like acceptable and guys listening, like sometimes no matter how comfortable you are with something and you understand the reasoning behind things, certain people just aren't going to understand. And you're going to encounter that so much along your spiritual journey and just in life in general with how you practice. Like the more that you practice, it's not that like more people are more accepting of what you're doing and that like your family understands more because now you're 18 and now you can practice however you want to. Um, You've got to find this comfortability in yourself of, different ways that you can practice that make you feel safe. Just as you're saying, like sometimes, you know, it's abusive, it's abusive, um, you know, homes that people can be in or um, abusive people that they can be around in their communities because of how they're practicing or whatnot. And um, I think that there has to be a piece with you being comfortable with the way that you're practicing, because truly once you are, just comfortable with what you're doing and who you are. It just becomes an everyday part. And you're not thinking like, what can I do today to express my craft and whatnot? You just, it's just naturally what it is. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Yeah. Just like, just worry, not worry, but focus on, on doing things in a way that are making you comfortable. And I feel like, I feel like that energy Um, makes other people be more comfortable with you oh yeah everyone's more comfortable around a happy person um so yeah if finding comfort and peace within in your spiritual practice or your beliefs or religious choices that's going to be more appealing you're going it's that law of attraction you're going to attract what you put out if you are happy with your craft this is it i found peace with this i am accepting of this that's what you are going to attract and that's one thing i definitely tell a lot of people is hey if if you are just doing this to signal other hey hey i'm i'm one of you look at my pinnacle i mean that's nice and all but that that's one of those things like do I want to be around that I don't know what that means if someone and as weird as that sounds I'm more upfront uh obviously I'm very open with my practice I'm known as the (laughs) Lewisburg witch or I was the Gardner witch but not anymore um I'm very open and a lot of people would approach me because I I didn't go about it in a negative demeanor. I'm very comfortable where I'm at. I'm open with educating. Literally have people come up and be like, hey, 
you're you're a practitioner i'm like yeah and i am attracting what i am putting out i'm putting out and you want to attack me cool let me educate you people around me see that i'm not coming at you with negativity i will remain strong with what i believe in and i will gladly take the time and energy to educate you and hopefully help you open up your eyes your mindset to see that this world that you have visualized in your head is not actually what is in front of you that hey not everything is what it seems you're such a nice person. I I wish I could respond like that. I try like in my mind when I'm approached, I first of all, I haven't been I I've only had I think two instances that have been in person, but I just don't do very well with confront. I just get heated too easily and I'm like, "Who the fuck are you, Karen?" <laughs> Why can't I see that? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I wish that like, I could be like, let me give you a little bit of education, but instead I'm like, is this what Jesus would do? That's all. Uno reverse card. (laughs) (laughs) I do. And, and that is like, that's always my biggest thing, um, about, I just, I just hate people getting judged for things. And I just feel like, you know what, if you're going to come up and judge me, then I get to say something back to you, you know, and and I work on that really hard, but that's just me in everyday life. And it's, I appreciate that you are a very nice person because I, I'm not. (laughs) See, and see, the thing is, I originally wasn't like this. Okay. When I, when I started my journey into becoming a, I was, oh my gosh, I had the, I had the worst temper. Um, if people were to come up, my first thing was to snap. Like, I'm not going to let you disrespect me like that. I didn't even do anything to you. You just had the audacity to come exactly. up and say, you know, we burned you witches for a reason. Like, nope, I'm going off on you now. I'm going to leave you feeling like you need a therapist after this. Has somebody said attitude. that to you? Oh, yeah. I get that a lot. <laughs> it's not a new comment towards about being a witch and people don't like it. <laughs> I swear to God, I would set somebody on fire in Walmart. See, <laughs> like, I could never, like, I think that this is why the universe hasn't put me in a situation like that because I'm not mentally, emotionally, spiritually prepared to handle that. See, and I'm so. Um, I have to thank my, uh, the high priestess that I was, uh, you know, apprenticing under. Piper was. Ah, I don't even know how to describe her personality or the type of woman this is, but she kind she set the foundation of me being the spiritual leader I am today. Uh, she was actually with me one of the days that somebody had came up and was talking shit to me and her, and I was about to go off, defend her, because, hey, that's my mentor. You're not going to talk to her like that. You're not going to talk to me like that in front of her either, like mass disrespect. And she just kind of smiled. She was like, I'm so sorry you feel that way. And she's just going about it in such a kind manner. And this person started getting angry that they were not getting the reaction they wanted from her. So they stormed off, and I looked at her. I was like, why are you so nice to people like that? she was like because there are many things in this universe i have energy for and that's one of the things i refuse to some people were hurt you know in their past years they they retaliate in anger and by feeding that anger we are pushing them further and further away from and as a spiritual leader, I refuse to push them further and further away from their healing. I will give them something to reflect on. I will give to look back on and rethink their actions, maybe even educate themselves. And she just smiled and said, you want a cookie? <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, mind bomb. I just got educated by this 65-year-old lady with purple hair and a beard. Like, awesome. Shit, I just got educated secondhand by the lady with the purple <laughs> hair and the beard. Oh my god. Like I just uh I'm just going to embrace the petty betty within me and I'm gonna start having that just like very calm reaction now. This is this is a good test for me. Oh sh- definitely keep me posted on that because it took a while for me to be like, ooh. 
starting to see the gratification of just letting them get even angrier by not feeding into it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to, I will. I, first of all, I hope that this never happens to me in public because I don't want to be tested in this. Second of all, I feel like I'm going to look in the mirror, you know, like how you have conversations with yourself in the shower and like scenario conversations. And you're like, if this is ever said to me, I'm going to say this. Oh my God. All the time. Okay. I feel like I'm going to be in the shower playing like a very judgmental Christian woman. And then I'm going to be me and I'm going to say the things that I want to say. And then I'm going to be like, Diana digress a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Just a little pep talk in the shower. Yeah. Get it. I ain't going to feed it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What would Jesus do? I know what he would do. He's not here. I know. I can't ask him any questions. Um, okay. So um, we're going to wrap it up. What is something like if anybody could take one thing away from your episode, what do you want them to take away? Um, I guess the biggest thing I want people to take away from this would Don't let fear enable you from delving into a path or journey that you are so drawn to. By letting fear enable you, you are depriving yourself of becoming your full persona, being who you are meant to be. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that message. So where can people find you on social media? Do you offer any services for people like readings or anything? Um, what can what can people do with you? Well, <laughs> I don't do readings anymore. Um, I have my coven page on Facebook. Uh, it's coven of the leaders. Well, all five of us. We just ask that if anybody wants to join the coven's Facebook page just answer the questionnaires it's just to make sure that we could ensure our members safety by this person their their answer is a little off I want to talk to them uh, on the side to make sure they're not possible harmful member who will attack other members gaslight um, gatekeep other members we want to make sure everybody's safe and keeping the um, the page pretty much fluid uh on the coven facebook materials posted we are about to start virtual classes so one of our is going to do how to do tarot readings or i'm going to start doing how to do tea readings all this stuff so um on tiktok as well but when it comes to providing educational content i post more of that page only because i have about 416 people on the coven page needing all this learning material and it's easier for me to create documentations and documents files and all that stuff to just put it in one general platform than 20. (laughs) No I love that Um, I'll probably be joining your Facebook group because that sounds cool as shit. Um, Oh on in girl. (laughs) The tea leaves like I'm all about the tea leaves and actually Um, I've never learned how anybody else does tarot. I taught myself and I, um, I mean, I watch tarot readers and I see like, oh, I like the way that they do that. Mm, That doesn't work for me. Or I don't resonate with that meaning for the card, but all right, I can, I can see how like situationally that would work. So it'd be really interesting to, uh, learn how other people do it. The tea leaves fascinates me. It makes me think of Harry Potter. Um, well, I know you like your coffee in the morning, so fret not. You got ounce girl. I got you. <laughs> um. Okay. I'm joining the Facebook group. I'm about to become like an expert coffee ground reader. Yes. <laughs> I can't even wait. I can. I can just totally see my because I do my um my morning coffee video now, mm-hmm. and I can totally see like. The cards say that, or not the cards, who am I? The coffee grounds today say today's going to be a great day. I can, Ooh, I can see do it. it. I want to see your journey on this. <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much for um, just your time and your energy and um, the education that you've provided tonight. And 
I'm just really excited for everybody to go and follow you and just like fall in love with your journey and your friendship. Oh, thank you so much. And once again, thank you for inviting me on. You are so welcome. Um, I'm going to tag everything in the description so people know um, where they can go to find your TikTok, how they can find you on Facebook and all the jazz. Um, I always encourage everybody to follow the guests afterwards that they resonate with. And then I also, anytime that anybody has a question about something that you've said um, on the podcast, I always urge them to reach out to you directly. I never want to be the middleman to try and explain what anybody meant when they said certain things or elaborate for them. So if you get people in your inbox asking questions, it is because I have urged them to come your way. That is okay with me. Perfect. Well, I hope that you have a fabulous night and I'm sure I'll text you soon. Yes, ma'am. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.